so you sounds good. <laughs> you you're thinking I should do a beatbox off every time? Yes, every show. Like I think you should open strong with it. Just open like right out the gate, like any guess you have. Just just without warning, just beatbox off. Let's try it right now. Yeah, What's it gonna ready? sound like? Uh um like okay, so Who's going first? You go first. I go first? Yeah, you go okay. first. Um Oh wow! How'd I do? That was great. That was really good. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> boots and cats and boots and cats. It's like that. All right, let me try it. Wait. Did I, did I drop the mic? Was that good? Well, don't drop my mic. <laughs> I, won't, I won't drop your mic. <laughs> Andrew, I won't drop your mic. <laughs> um, well, that, I believe, concludes our first official side kickback beatbox it's gonna challenge. Be a really, it's going to be a thing. I, I know it. In my heart of hearts. <laughs> See how it goes next time. <laughs> God, that, was a, that was a train wreck. You should just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> just go back and delete that. Maybe. Well, For on that note. our reputations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that note, I guess uh, I'd like to welcome you, audience, to episode three of the Sidekick Pack Radio podcast. Three. Episode three. It is December 21st, 2014. You are hearing the voice of Mr. Nick L. Williams. Hello. it's like that scene in that thing you do when he's like i'm talking about the wonders and they're like hi (laughs) hey and then he's like thanks guys you can put your headphones oh yeah and you know who that is cool headphones you know who that is actually in that movie who does that the guy the radio host it's paul feig really yeah that's crazy sure it's paul feig that's really weird isn't that crazy yeah i want to go back there's so many parts like that i remember um uh, Greg, you know Greg Proops, who does yeah. like, yeah, he's the voice of like the two-headed pod racer announcer in episode one of Star Wars. Wow, he's that guy, isn't that nuts? And that totally makes sense now that you say that. Yeah, thinking like he back. does. Thinking back, that's him, which I would never <laughs> have known, like an obscure comedian when I was you know ten and watching that movie. Yeah, and then there's also Carlos Alizraki. Is that his name? He was on Reno Nine One One. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was the voice of Rocco. On Rocco's Modern Really? Life. Yeah. I did not know that either. He's the guy with the gray mustache. I'm Correct. Gonna... Yeah. Got it. Good spot. Good. That's <laughs> Good a big pull. plug That's to big... Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Carlos if you're listening. I guess we'll say that this episode is sponsored by Carlos Alizraki. <laughs> sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by Carlos. <laughs> by so. Reno oh, 911 on DVD. Taco Bell. That's also him. Really? Yeah. I thought it was that Chihuahua. Didn't the well, Chihuahua the Ch- say it? Well, yeah, but... The ch- it was his voice inside of that chihuahua. I'm s- are you thinking that the chihuahua spoke Spanish and... Yeah, all chihuahuas speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't you know? And like, for a second, you honestly believed like, that... <laughs> I met that chihuahua and he was very talented. <laughs> he was so shaky. Such a voiceover talent. Mm, mm-hmm. They have to get such a high chair to get him up to the microphone, though. Yeah. That's a that's a big shout out to early two thousands Taco Bell commercials. <laughs> kids, kids, go ahead and YouTube it. Go ahead and YouTube it if you don't know. All anyway. you twelve year olds listening to Andrew Frommer's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank. You. 
So, anyway, uh, I guess I like to start off every episode with the wonderful question of how can I help you today? Is there anything I can help you with today, man? Yeah, so I have this thing okay. on my back. Okay. And if you could just, like, take, a, like, a quick look. Like, it's not, it's not too gross. Okay. And I don't know, like, what... What's well, up with it? I will tell you that my father is a doctor, therefore I am sort of a so doctor. So you're also a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> this, like... I, can't tell you, I can't tell you how many times I would like have something and I'd just be like, Dad, what is this? And he'd tell me and, and be, like, oh, he'd be like, oh, okay. oh, that's one of yeah. these. Yeah. They're from a book? Yeah. Yeah. And so like <laughs> after many years of that, I might be able to help. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I had this like thing... On my, I think it might be gone. Oh, so now it's an actual thing, guys. Um, it's not a for, thing anymore. Oh, it, well, it there away. it is. Wait, but Nick is Nick is showing me. I this think thing. I burned my arm on a on like an oven. You think? Like you're not sure if it. I happened. don't remember it happening, but I have this like circle that's just really dry. <laughs> it's a really dry circle. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what happened to me the other day? I burned what? my arm, but you'll never guess. Uh, here, try and guess what I burnt my arm on. And it wasn't an appliance. It wasn't an appliance. It was not an appliance. Was I burnt it my arm. like a burrito? No. Close? Close. Was it, it, was, food? it was food. It was I burnt food. my arm on food. Was it a Hot food. Pocket? No. What was it? It was Bay City's, their bread. I was holding a loaf of their bread. What? It was so fresh. But and it was I, hot, like and burn it, hot. it was like burning my arm, and I didn't realize it because I was Whoa. like I was like cradling it, and then... That's so cool. After a few minutes, I was just like, why is my arm hurting? And I realized... <laughs> I was, was like, "Oh like, my god, my this piece of this this loaf of bread is burning my arm, and that's how fresh it is." This episode is also brought to you by <laughs> Italian Deli. The bread's so fresh, it'll burn right <laughs> yeah. through your shirt. I guess. I mean, you grew up here, so you I know the, the wonder of Bay Cities. I do. It's, and it's my favorite place. It's such great sandwiches, and highly, I highly recommend it. The, it's oh so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to yeah. Bay Cities. Big shout out. <laughs> I give We're so just much. Plugging, I give plugging. so much free publicity. I don't the, know if you one listen. of these one of these businesses one day will listen to this and be like, "Wow, that, guy, that was a great plug." Yeah, we should give him a free sandwich. We should one free sandwich. <laughs> I'll get it in the mail. It'll be like a weird coupon. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like old school like coupon. Right. It's like a giant. Like like a Willy Wonka golden ticket. They clip one of their own (laughs) coupons for me and send it to me. Yeah, they shuffle through a bunch of newspapers. And it's expired and they circle and they write a note that says, don't worry, we got you. (laughs) We got you until February 13th. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I guess... uh, Whereas my first guest um, last week, Leslie mm-hmm. Dysart, she and I had a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Um, you and I have, have a lot zero of... zero chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do, but what we really have is history. I mean, yeah, we go, ton of history. We go back. We yes. went to high school together. Yeah, Winward. All right, Winward. Winward what what? All right. Uh, <laughs> shouting it out. Um, yeah, Winward School graduates. Mm-hmm. Go Wildcats. Um, <laughs> Wildcats. And we met back there in the in the theater program. Yes. Yeah. In the and, theater program at Winward. Yeah. And yeah, did some great shows. That's right. Uh, let's see. Where did it start? Where did it all started begin? Was with it Cabaret? Cabaret? Cabaret was the first one. And that yeah. was also where my acting career started. I, I had acted in things. Uh-huh. Like, I did Adderley School. Like, oh, yeah? yeah I, I, was part, I was one of those kids. Oh, wow. That was great. I, I was like the music man. And uh-huh. I was like super fat back then. <laughs> <laughs> and now you are and very now, felt and well, quite handsome. Uh, for all of you listening out there, <laughs> I'm incredibly handsome. <laughs> Just picture a handsome person. 
Um, and, and don't it's... look me up online. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, uh, yeah, Cabaret was the first one. I remember it was like all, all it was, was I, I played like a Nazi in it. Uh-huh. And, but I was like Nazi three. And then some kid got like booted out. And I was Nazi. I went from like having zero part in the show to having like a lot of things in the show, <laughs> including my first kiss, which was with Chloe Dworkin. Uh-huh. Our old friend Chloe <laughs> Our Dworkin. Our old friend Chloe Dworkin. Yeah. And it was like one of those, <laughs> my first kiss ever. And it, like the kid got kicked out in like the beginning of rehearsal. Uh-huh. And they were like, Nick, you're uh, Nazi number one now. So we're going to do the scene with Chloe. And we're, like, <laughs> and I had seen them do it before. And I was like, huh. Oh! And <laughs> <laughs> and I was so awkward about it, uh, but it and was you were, awesome. You were in tenth grade, or nah, no, yeah, was it ninth? Was it, it was, no? It was ninth? my because it was it was my it was junior tenth. year, so it would be your freshman year, right? Because you're yes. two years younger. I'm two years, so I must have yeah. been freshman year. Wow. From ninth. So as a freshman, second semester of freshman year. Wow. Okay. So as a freshman, you're getting called to the plate. Yes. Pinch hit. Yeah, pinch hit. Had never kissed a girl before. And, uh, uh, and she, <laughs> I got like, when the show came out, I got like high fives from seniors all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and her boyfriend at the time was like super cool. He was like, eh. Like, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that was my impression of Kyle. <laughs> he was just, eh. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then I also got I to. I actually just saw them at, at the holiday party last really? night. Really? Yeah, Where was Kyle there? And Kyle was there, and he literally saw me. Went, yeah, from it. But yeah, and then I got so I got to kiss Chloe, and then which, uh, <laughs> Chloe, I hope you're listening. Chloe, right now. we've talked about this. Like, <laughs> we, a I know, yeah, times. But like, um, and then it's a little different on public radio. I you're right. Like, I was like, so, I was so nervous. <laughs> uh, and then I also got to. Um, Throw a brick through your your window because you were a Jew. Still, I still am. <laughs> it's still still a Jew playing a Jew. Yeah. So you know, yes. good good casting. Yes, Mr. Schultz. Mr. Schultz, and I threw a brick through your window, and I, it was like a super light brick. <laughs> it was like a styrofoam brick. Uh, Spencer Cole and I threw it through your window, <laughs> and then um, then I also got to beat up uh, Tim. Lagathetis, which was a highlight. That okay, so you're name dropping right now. Tim Lagathetis. To... <laughs> these are all people who you will never know. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can't say that. I mean, well, Tim is going into like a good, like American normal job, <laughs> so he will probably, <laughs> which want... is like a whole lot of money and no right. publicity, <laughs> no publicity, but he'll like make a lot of consistent money that we'll never make. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not so sure about that. We'll, see, uh, we'll get into that later, though, about our means for income. <laughs> yeah. um, so after high school, you went to Muhlenberg. Right. And what was... Because Muhlenberg's kind of a small school. It's a little bit off yes. the beaten path. It's a uh, small liberal arts. And at the ye- in the year I applied, it was like number one or two in the country for like liberal arts theater schools. Really? It's like non-conservatory theater schools. And it was like really hot that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one in LA knew about it. But we visited it. I actually didn't, but Alex Papillion visited it. On the junior trip. <laughs> and he just took notes for you. And, yeah, he was just like, you look like a school place. And, uh, I'm noticing a lot of our high school friends go, uh, <laughs> A lot of them do. We are from L.A. <laughs> it's a lot of Southern California. <laughs> there are a lot of Stallones. Um, but so, yeah. And so he, I remember hearing about it from him. And then I applied because a woman came, I think. But it was like really big for theater. And I didn't want a conservatory. Well, I, 
I did want conservatory at first. My top choice was Emerson. Okay. But I wanted small and uh, I wanted East Coast. Like, I didn't apply to anything west of Chicago. Gotcha. Because I wanted, like, a change. Yeah. And then um, and then I got into Muhlenberg. Nice. And not Emerson. So I went to <laughs> Muhlenberg. Um, it was great. Uh, like, I did... I mean, they do have a really good theater program. Yeah. Um, but you were also... You were quite the trailblazer there. Because you started yes, some things. I started the first sketch comedy group. Right. On campus. Called? It's called Fun with Science, with, with an exclamation point. <laughs> Fun with Science! And uh, it's still going uh, a couple years later. Mm-hmm. So, or like two years after I left, it's still ongoing and doing really well. Um, which I'm so happy about. And uh, they have like a ton of videos that they're bringing yeah. up. It's cool. And then you also did Neon Albatross? Was that also? That was that was not at Muhlenberg. That oh, was that at the theater program you did over the summer? No, that was with... with... Uh, you're just, I'm just throwing darts in for and two. <laughs> no, it was, it, that was with like Jack and Dylan and like all those guys. Okay. Here. It was like a, I did it like summer after senior year of high school. Here. Okay, so I was right. It was in the summer so because it wasn't part right. of school. It was all summer. It was, it was just like you, had, you yeah. had extra time in the summer. Yeah, and, and I started. was doing it during college. Awesome. Kind of, yeah. And those videos are still online, right? Those are still online. Yeah. Uh, we got like a really big bump initially because of Hunger Games fans. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was our huge bump. So we were like, uh, like a teen guy, like sketch comedy group directed towards like teen males. <laughs> and our audience was like 20,000 like preteen girls uh-huh. who loved PETA and the Hunger Games. <laughs> and it was uh, crazy. And I got, like, all the fun runoff. Like, the girls who were, like, too nervous to talk to, like, Jack. Yeah. Talked to me because I was way more accessible. But yeah. I was still, like, Jack and I did, like, a road trip and we filmed it. And that that video has the most views on YouTube out of any of the Neon Albatross. That's right. Stuff. I've seen that video, too. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, we have a ton of views on that. And uh, so we, I was, like, the second person that they, like, went to. So I got, like, all kind of like the crazy ones. <laughs> I'll say I really like how quiet. you hushed that. Crazy ones. And so like, yeah, my... my All like, the crazy ones listening right now just went like, what, what, what do you say? What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like my other inbox on yeah. Facebook is full of like insane messages from like that period. What? Oh, yeah. I wish I would have known that. We gotta I know. crack those I, open. Yeah, we can crack them open. There's like one girl... So like one girl really liked me. There was, like, this girl who, like, had, like, a big crush on me on, like, very publicly, like, on Twitter. Uh-huh. And she was, like, from, like, New Zealand or something. And I, she, like, she had tweeted, like, about me and she tweeted all of our videos and stuff. And uh, her friend <laughs> messaged me on Facebook, like, listen, like, this girl is a piece of shit. Like, clearly they had, like, gotten, gotten into, like, a huge fight. Uh-huh. Like, just happened and they were like she's gonna try to contact you and like you <laughs> like you just turn her away because she is worthless and awful and oh i God. hate her and then this girl messaged me like hey are you actually nick williams and then <laughs> and i was like uh and then the first friend was like did she do it did she message you i told you she <laughs> told you i she told would. you and it was just oh, like a weird fight happening like in my inbox which weird. 
Really and weird. I don't think, and for, it might be a little unclear just because I, I think we glossed over, but you're talking about Jack Quaid, who was in mm-hmm. The Hunger Games as one of the tributes. Yeah, he's so. Marvel. He's the one who kills <laughs> Rue, the adorable little black girl in The yeah. Hunger Games. <laughs> he's the one who kills her. Yes. Um, and that movie, it was like so crazy because all the actors, even if they're in just like a second of that movie, like in the f- opening fight or whatever, uh, they got massive followings from it. Like, everyone knows them even if it, i mean like jack was like a like almost nameless character who killed like one of the most beloved characters and he got a huge fan base <laughs> like everyone was like i love you so much and there's this yeah. weird phenomenon where it's like you once a, a movie comes out that comes from a book Mm-hmm. And you have an actor and a face to attach to a character that's so much more developed in the book. Right. You get you; those become one thing. So people who know a lot about the Hunger Games, like the book, are attaching Jack to that character in the book, who has more moments, and it's like this persona. Yeah. yeah. So, so really cool. um, aside from Neon Albatross, you started another thing at Muhlenberg. Yes. Uh, the Acafellas. I didn't right? start that. Oh, you didn't start it. No, okay. I was just in that. Oh. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. I didn't start it. It was just a collegiate acapella group that I was a member okay. of. I gave you a little too much credit. Oh, so, way too much credit. <laughs> it, was, it was founded in like 2003. Oh, okay. But it's okay. Which, by the way, before Glee pre- did. It predated Glee. Acapellas predating Glee. Right. Um, so I that's don't even know. That nice. was such a... That was one of like the first episodes, though, wasn't it? Of Glee, where yes. they did the acapellas. But that w- with Josh Groban, wasn't he in that episode? Oh, maybe. I think Josh Groban was like an acapellas fan or something. <laughs> maybe. This episode I, uh, also brought to you by Josh Groban and Josh his Gr- lovely voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was just in that. It was really fun. That was a base. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I did collegiate acapella too, as you yes. as you knew. Fun. Uh, Octopel. Naked Voices in Santa Barbara, but that was co-ed, so it was such a different... Right. I mean, totally different. Such a different experience. Yeah, an all-guy um, group, is it's like being in a frat, but you don't have to pay any money, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is great. And it's also such a, like, it's like, there's such an instant charm that comes from being in oh, an yeah. all-male acapella group. Oh, it was so great, because we, uh, we... I mean, our group was essentially just, like, a lovable band of, like, stoners and high-functioning alcoholics, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, and who, like, we, I mean, we did all, like, practice and everything, but we, our focus was so not on <laughs> singing acapella well, but we still pulled the biggest numbers, generally, in, when we did shows, because it's just, like, a bunch of goof guys, yeah. and it, like... Pulls a big crowd for some reason. I don't. I like. I don't know what it is, but like, it was really fun because we like. Yeah, we had big shows, and uh, it, when I first got into Fell as a freshman year, I didn't have like an outlet for comedy, so I just kind of Whoa. made. That's what that was your outlet. That was my outlet. Was I put like I made all of our. I started transitioning like all of our shows into like kind of having like a theme or like a comedy concept yeah. in them, and then we just started doing that a lot where. We would do like, you know, we we did one show where I recorded a bunch of like weird old timey radio plays and we played them in breaks, like between <laughs> song or like between songs. We had like four of them, and then I did one where with my buddy George, where we were ourselves from the future coming back to kill one of the members of the group 
who had become... A, but in an old-timey style? Not old-timey. <laughs> we were literally, like, in post-apocalyptic makeup. Gotcha. And we came in and, like... In the middle of, or like in like the second song of the show, and said that we had tied up our current day selves and were you know coming in to murder this guy before he became a dictator in the future. Like you know, it was just like really goofy and fun, uh, but it was just before I had like a comedy groove, so I was just kind of putting like that kind of stuff in, which is really cool. Yeah, like the biggest one we did was uh, there's this thing called song swap. Where all the acapella groups take a song from another group. And our we had like a sister group, which was the all-girl group, mm-hmm. called Girls Next Door. And um, <laughs> we, uh, you know the song Waves in the Both of Us? No. By uh, some, something, sometime, I don't know what her name is. But anyway, it's a very, <laughs> very graphic sexual song from the female perspective. Uh-huh. Like... There's, like, the lyrics, like, you know, find your way into me. Like, stuff like that. Like, very graphic. <laughs> and we did that song. But we, we decided to make it, like... It was such, like, a weird... Con- so we, like, we made... We decided to do... To pretend like we were doing, like... We were fourth graders doing, like, a big skit mm-hmm. about Moby Dick. And the only song we could find that matched, like... Moby Dick was Waves in the Both of Us, which is the name of the song. So it's like, so it starts with all, everyone dressed as sailors and like people are doing like a blue sheet to be like the ocean. And I, they start singing and I came out in like this massive cardboard white whale costume <laughs> and sang, and sang this like super sexual female song in my like whale costume. Now, it was great. It's how like, was that received? So well, okay. they they had to, girls next door had to retire that song after we oh, did no. it. Yeah, which we felt kind of bad about. Yeah, but like you guys outdid them. We outdid you and your them. whale, your cardboard whale. It was, it was pretty fun. It was really good, <laughs> and we used my harpoon that I have <laughs> hanging from my bed. I have like a really realistic, like oh, old right. harpoon. Yeah, that I bought. That? I, I bought it for a show. I was in um, Eugene O'Neill's Isle. Okay. And I was like, Joe the Harpooner on it. And you were like, might as well just get a real Yeah, harpoon. I was like, well, they were like, well, we can make one out of like cardboard. And I'm like, let's not do that. I'm going to just go buy a harpoon because I'll use it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that will make its way into every Halloween costume. Right. I will so, I will use it, I promise. And now I use it anytime I hear a noise in my house. I grab it off the wall and then from its wall holster above my bed. You have... I have a wall you're holster like, for my harpoon. Like in Wayne's World when he's like, what am I going to do with a gun rack? Right. You're like, I have, I a, have a harpoon <laughs> rack with yeah. a gun rack. If you, to picture it properly, it, it is, for the listeners, uh, <laughs> it is a big wooden pole with a metal rod sticking out of it, like a sturdy metal rod with like a crescent hook on the end and like rope tied around it for throwing. <laughs> it's huge. It's like really big and I hang it above my bed. <laughs> Moral of the story is do not mess with Nick. Don't mess with me. And also, if you want to buy something weird, you can always put it up in your apartment and it will look cool. So go for it. Piece. It's a conversation piece always. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that. Awesome. Well, yeah. um, and I guess that, that'll bring us to your latest project, I think. And it's kind of taken over your life, but in a good way. Yes, Because it it's being totally. so successful, and that's Sasquatch sketch comedy. Yeah, Sasquatch. Yeah, and um, so that's you and Jack. Me and... Yeah, Jack Zach and I. Zach Weber. Zach Weber and Danny Jollis. Right. And, um, yeah, they're 
Jack, or Danny and Zach are two NYU kids who Jack did sketch with in uh, Hammercats in NYU. And uh, we do sketch and we've, we've done it every week for just shy of a year now. Every Wednesday. Oh my god, it was a year ago? Yeah. It's what, was like, the, what was the first one? It wasn't the party cooler. You had one uh, the very first one was um, I Can't Watch Homer Bound. That's right! Where we cry everything. Oh my god, yeah. that was a year ago. And it was so that great. Was and I ago. highly... I can't plug you guys enough. I mean, like... Thank you. You're in is, uh, one I, of them. I am in one. I'm in yeah. So Cute. You're in So Cute. And it made and it into amazing. my comedy reel. Have you really? seen the comedy No, reel? I haven't seen it yet. If, <laughs> if you... If you YouTube, it's it it's such a good play. I'll play it for you after. Yeah. Um, it should make it in because you, <laughs> you listeners, you need to watch this video because <laughs> Andrew uh, plays a killer clown in it <laughs> who uh, is chasing. We're, basically, the whole game of the sketch is that we're uh, we're all just having a mundane conversation, and uh, there's like a very adorable little boy <laughs> who. Uh, just is screaming behind us about all these horrible things that are happening to him, but we just like mark it off to him being super adorable and don't <laughs> and, ever look. And his imagination is yeah, just, it's just like oh, they play oh, so what cute. A great back then. imagination yeah. he has. And uh, Andrew, there's like a shot where the little kid <laughs> runs into frame, says "Killer clowns, save yourself!" and runs off. And Andrew like dance runs through the whole frame with a knife. <laughs> And it is unbelievable. It is incredible. Yeah, thank you. Thank one you. of my favorite cameo performances. And it made it into my comedy reel, I think. It's, I think so it's useful happy. material, man. <laughs> so useful. Yeah. People um, need to know. Yeah, and I mean, you guys have just gotten... You've gotten hundreds of thousands of views. I mean, it's, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Our first or second video, Party Cooler, hit it really big on Reddit. Yeah. Huge, but, but... we didn't have any of like the call to action stuff or any like button to subscribe or anything like that and so out of like 400,000 views we got like like a hundred subscribers which is like the hugest like regret yeah but it's okay we've we've gotten like we have we now have like almost 6,000 subscribers which is great that is awesome uh and we've been plugging along we're almost at we're like like five shy of a year Mm -hmm. I think Five videos, and we only, filmed them. I personally only have three subscribers, and I think it's my mom, my dad, and my sister. Well, <laughs> count me as number four. Although, cause... I mean, I'm not putting out as great of content <laughs> as you guys. <laughs> but um, and well, this, I mean, is is just snowballing because um, you guys were kind of cast in a upcoming film, Ithaca. Yeah, we're the um, yeah the film is like this World War Two movie. And we were, every, three of us minus Jack. Jack's in the movie, but in a very serious part. And it's yeah. completely separate. But in the movie, it's like a World War II movie about the home front. Uh, like, it's based off of the human comedy by William Soroyan. Uh, for those of you who have <laughs> played William playing Soroyan. At home. For those of you playing at home, William <laughs> Soroyan. Um, and uh, it's really good. Uh, and Eric Jenderson, who uh, he wrote... Um, Killing Lincoln, and he also did a few episodes on Band of Brothers and like show ran Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote it, and it's we're basically we got plugged <laughs> into these three 
like goofy soldiers who are just like having a great last day before they get shipped off like around a really sad movie yeah so, so like the comic relief we're the comic or, relief like the, but it's like really you bring sad. some levity to it because right but it's have a balance but it's also like really sad because every character who sees us having so much fun is like they're gonna die like, <laughs> it's like this they, like every care every main character who we like interact with has like a moment where they look at us and they're like oh, oh they're man so, they're so going they're down. so young and they don't know what's happening and um, and i mean it's not just like the three of you goofing off i mean you got to act with sam shepherd yeah we have a we have a scene with sam shepherd which was like a dream come true and we could not believe it i mean like <laughs> we i mean up until the day of I was saying, like, guys, we our dick jokes got us <laughs> a scene with Sam Shepard, the legendary playwright. <laughs> um, but he was amazing. I mean, he is like the genuine article. Like, if you're if, if you read Sam Shepard plays and you're like, I wonder what this guy's really like. He's like his plays. He's like his, he's, the way his plays are written. Like, the yeah. way his plays are written are who he is. Like, yeah. he first of all, he doesn't ever fly. He drives to every set he's ever been on. So, like, he will drive, like, from, like, the Bay Area to Virginia to shoot a thing. And then keep driving after that to, like, you know, Missouri to shoot the next thing. And then he'll go home and then, like, all driving Mm. by himself. Because he's, like, one of the... He's, like, a cowboy badass. Like, that's just who he is. And uh, he... I mean, he was just, like, so cool. And he... uh, The last thing he said to us was... uh, he, he goes, we were like, you know, we came up to him like, hey, Mr. Shepard, thank you so much. It was so good working with you. And uh, he was just like, well, you know, good luck out there. And uh, maybe I'll see you down the dusty trail sometime. Like that. And I, 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 I like, pissed myself. <laughs> I was just freaked out. Because yeah. um, he's, like, such a hero. But, uh, and that's my, that's my second favorite Sam Shepard story. Yeah. Because yeah. my first one... Um, uh, I get. I'll set. Can I set yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah, I'll set yeah. it up. So um, Nick uh, was had an audition for an agent, and he was very kind to kind of ask me to read the scene with him. So we we we, oh. we did this scene for this agent. Yeah, and, and it, it <laughs> went so. I mean, we. I well, think we thought it went we thought well. it went really well. You know, uh, he was like smiled in the room. And then I got a call, like... Oh, and we also... I remember we kept it short. Oh, we kept it short because he said two to four minutes. And we thought, well, let's keep it short. Because, like, who wants to sit there for, like, four minutes? minutes?" So... So we did a scene from How I Met Your Mother. We did, yeah. It was, like, super short. It was super short. And, and, like, like, short, sweet, poppy. You know, it was great. Um, Flew through it, and it was good. And then... uh, (laughs) Or so we thought. Or so we thought. He said, I'll call you tomorrow. And then, like, five days later, he called me... (laughs) And uh, just laid into me. Like, just the war. Like, oh, it was just note after note of just like generic acting things that were like, uh, you know, you should really uh, like listen. Like, it was like, you should be in the moment more. <laughs> also, try to react naturally. I was like, what What do you think I am? Like, I, oh, it was so bad. 
And I didn't know what to say because I was expecting a totally different call. So I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. thank you so much. And didn't he um, also say, like, and he finished yeah, it with... He finished it with, um, <laughs> so just, why don't you just stick with writing? That was <laughs> He was like, that's how you're going to get into this business. Just stick with writing. And I was like, oh, oh. Um, so I told, so we were, at, and I remember you called me and I was just like, how'd it go, man? What'd you say? Oh, and you were like, broken. Uh. <laughs> so bad. Um, and so you, you relayed yeah. this to Sam Shepard. So yeah, I was at dinner and Sam Shepard sat with us and I had been like, and the director had told us like a few times, like, you know, Sam doesn't like talking about Hollywood stuff. He's not into talking about acting. You know, just <laughs> just try to avoid stuff like that. And I was like, all right, sure. And then I, I, I think Danny brought it up. after, And I had had, like, a great conversation with Sam about, like, this like the cowboy poetry gathering in Elko, which I had just been to. And oh, yeah. he had been to it. I wanted to ask you about that. But, yeah. like, like, bookmark it. Well, we'll bookmark it. But he, uh, so then Danny brought it up, and he was like, what do you, what this guy say? And, uh... I, yeah, I, I relayed the whole story to him. He was like, yeah, just don't listen to that guy. What a jerk off. <laughs> you were like, you were like, he was just like, just screw that guy. Like, you know, you're like, you're clearly doing a good job. Just do like whatever, like do what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Like he was like so cool and it made me so happy about it. I'm like that guy, like, you know, that's the biggest like voucher of confidence, yeah. like, confidence for me, like to know that Sam Shepard was like, oh, yeah, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> like, whatever, but the man- manager or agent or... Yeah. It was just, yeah. It was pretty great. That was, I mean, that was really fun. I mean, it was like a crazy dream come true to work with him. And we made him laugh in the room, which, like, we made him break. <laughs> he made him break. And that, I mean, that was like the high point of my comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was really fun. So... Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so, the okay. back to the cowboy poetry thing because I was so I got a yeah. call from Nick one day and he was just like, "Hey, what are you doing in the next few days?" And I was like, "Um, you know, I got some stuff going on. Why what's up?" Yeah. And you're like, "Want to go with me to a cowboy poetry thing?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" Well, yeah. I mean, so I'm like a huge, huge fan of cowboy poetry. I'm like a huge Western file, like to begin with, but like also. And like, cowboy poetry is just like it's poetry, like it's, it's old westy. It's really old cool. Kind of it's like it's um yeah, it's generally kind of simple, like rhyme schemes and everything. But it's by these like it's this weird niche of like these big like gruff cowboy men who are also like poet laureates. Like they're like the <laughs> amazing poets, and they like I got there. I got something yeah, to say. Yeah, I got something to say. And they all have like got a tale for you. Oh, they but they all like work on like constantly on like ranches and stuff or own ranches and then they also write poetry and go do this like circuit. And this cowboy poetry gathering in Elko, Nevada is this like unbelievable it's like the most incredible event I've ever been to because you go to it and everyone there is legitimate. Like there's not a single person there. Like you were talking about Coachella on the last one. Yeah. There's no one. No one is there for the hype. Yeah. Like literally every person there is like uh, a rancher the, or a rancher's poetry, wife. Yeah. In it for the poetry. In it for the. Yeah. For And they know these guys. The culture. The culture. And yeah. they're, they're part of the culture and they like, you know, they run, you know, livestock or they run, like, the equipment for ranchers, or, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All of them are these amazing people, and they all, like, commute to Elko, Nevada, which is in the middle of nowhere. And, 
they listen to these guys. And then after, you just, I mean, it's so communal. I mean, it's such a small community that, you know, right after someone performs, they come out and, like, hang out and get a drink with people. I mean, I saw this incredible performance, um, but I can't remember the guy's name. But he, uh, I had heard him before. He's like a Western songwriter. And he, I watched his show and it was incredible. And then that night I went to like the one restaurant there is in town. It's in the casino. (laughs) (laughs) And I was sitting there and he sat down next to me at the bar. And like I bought him a drink and we hung out for like 45 minutes and talked about his show and like what was going on. It was so cool. This guy had the biggest mustache I've ever seen in my life. Um, but it was, I mean, it was really cool. And I drove like 12 hours by myself to get there. Yeah. Through like snow. Oh, that's right. You had horrible weather. Horrible. Like a blizzard was going on. And I was in my Jeep like, ah! And then. <laughs> and you were posting videos and I was just like. I was I, vining I, really heavily in, the whole time. In case anybody is wondering, I did end up turning down this opportunity. I had yes. stuff to do. Like, I yeah, yeah, totally yeah. would have gone. I literally called you, the like, the day before yeah. to be like, what a come I was not in a position head? to just up and go. I yeah. probably had work or uh, something. But. Yeah, I had, like, the, one of the craziest experiences <laughs> of my life on that drive, which was the gas station. Did I tell you about the gas station? I don't think With so. the tolls? What? So, anyway, so With I... what? So, I went... So, I needed gas, like, really bad. And I'm, this is like 10 hours in, right? Or maybe like nine. And I am very low on gas. And I've just gone over this ridge, like this snowy ridge. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I don't see any towns. And uh, the all my GPS, it says the next gas station is like 50 miles or something. And I'm not, like gonna I'm make low. It. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. And, and you're uh, driving your Jeep, right? And I'm driving my <laughs> Jeep. Big old Jeep, my so the big mileage is Jeep not Wrangler. so great. It's not going to, it's not going to hold up. And, uh. <laughs> So I see this town up ahead, and I'm like, oh my god, maybe there's gas in this town. And so I get to the edge of this town, and I realize, like, all these buildings are just dilapidated. Like, it's like a big, grand-looking hotel with the sign, like, on the ground, and ferns growing out of it. And then houses with whole sides off of them. Whoa. And all this stuff, and I'm like, oh my god. It's a ghost Whoa. town. It's a ghost town. <laughs> and uh, I see, like, a, ga- a sign for gas, and it's... And, and there's, like, these old pumps, like, old-timey gas pumps. And I was like, thank God, there's gas. So I pull up, and I walk in there, and there's just this woman talking to this old man. And both of them turn to look at me, and I'm like, oh! And I look to my right, and there's just, like, a living room set up in this gas station. Like, it was, like, a just a generic building. Right? Uh-huh. And I look to my right, and there's, like, a 70s-y-looking living room with mannequins in, like, a cocktail party setting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No fooling. Mannequins. And then behind that are just, like, shelf upon shelf of broken porcelain dolls. Like, so many. What? So many dolls. And this is in a gas station. And so I walk up, I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> I need some gas. Howdy. <laughs> Boy, howdy. I sure need some gas. So I asked him for gas, and I had to pay in there. And then go out and pump my gas, and then come back. And did you have like to crank car. the pump? Like she, No, she like ran it, but like I, it was crazy. But so I was pumping gas, and while I'm pumping gas, the old man from inside like drives, he like comes out and he gets in his car, and he drives past me real slow and smiles at me real big, and he has no teeth. Literally no teeth, like an empty <laughs> smile, just 
<laughs> and I was like, oh! <laughs> and I found out later, this town is called Mina, Nevada. M-I-N-A. And it's like a famous ghost town. Because, like, it was named after the railroad man's daughter who lived there and was murdered there. Uh, so, in, like, the late 1800s. Is that what drove everyone out? Is there was a murder? Uh, I don't know. But all I know is that, like, four people live there and they run that gas station. <laughs> and, and the mannequins set? I have no idea about the mannequins. <laughs> I, I was just like, I know if I stay longer, I will be one of those mannequins. <laughs> they're people. They're going to cast me in wax and I'm going to be a mannequin forever, <laughs> which I, I didn't want. They're the people who ask for Supreme. Right. Yes. Yeah, like, like, Do you have Supreme? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Do you have a slushy machine? You're an awful long ways from that California. Oh, I've got a slushy machine. <laughs> it's right in the back. Wow. Yeah, it was rough. It was really scary. But you made it. I made it. I survived and I made it there. And it was incredible. And I'm definitely going back. So wow. you should come. We should go. Yeah. When is it? Uh, I can't go this year. Because it's during the Super Bowl. And you're in the Super Bowl? I'm in the Super Bowl. (laughs) That should have been the first thing you talked about. I am an NFL football player who's in the Super Bowl. Who's in the Super Bowl? What teams are in the Super Bowl this year? Really? Yeah, what teams? I'm really not sure how to respond to that. Because it's not set yet. All right. <laughs> I think it, today was like the last day of the regular season, so we got playoffs coming up. Oh well, I'm Tom Brady. Is that a person? Who's I like how you started this by I can't go because I have the Super Bowl, and yet you are unaware of the fact that the Super Bowl is like not set and the teams are not decided. <laughs> this is going and we terrible. Have you should just edit this whole. You should just start. No, over. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> we should start <laughs> the whole thing over. <laughs> um, wow. What's happening? What time? is it? Time. Well, we don't have a time, per se. We don't have a time? I shoot for 30 minutes knowing that it's going it to go, go over, over, so that way we keep... It, it usually lands in between... I mean, um, I'm saying usually. I've only done this once before with perfect. someone else. <laughs> by myself once. So, like, we're setting standards right now. Trying to, yeah. We're trailblazers. Well, I'm thinking... This logic, I think, will work, is if you aim for 30... But then you'll overshoot you'll land, just you'll enough. You'll overshoot enough and land in between in a half hour, hour. Yeah, that's a area. good, that's a good shoot. So where are we at right now? Uh, uh, um, by my clock, 42 minutes. 42? Went by pretty fast, didn't it? It did. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, that was good. Let me check my notes. I got a couple more notes than last are there, time. Do you have fun questions for me? Because there were fun questions last time. <laughs> fun questions. Like hypotheticals. Like that uh, CD thing. Oh, yeah. So what CDs were in your CD player in high school? Uh, lots of Johnny Cash. Really? Yes. Uh, I'm an old man trapped <laughs> inside of a young man's body. Oh well, I I had like a deep voice. That's from so like, funny though, because when when the whole cabaret thing happened, I, I, and like you got bumped up to Nazi number one, I figured you would have been like, "Well, I guess it's my time." Instead of oh, I was like, I was so awkward. That was the worst, one of the worst periods. I I'm amazed that you stuck with me as a friend through that period. Well, you weren't real. I was <laughs> no. for, for for the listeners. I was like um, Andrew Fromer's uh, fun lackey for like three years. Well, no, I mean you were two years younger, and like I was much younger, and I 
idolized Andrew. No. Because he was <laughs> older and was like the lead in shows and was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, um. But like, it so wasn't like that though, because. That's true. Our high school was so not. Um, it wasn't like there's that. There's no like hierarchy or anything like that. Yeah. Such a. Such a different high school experience than any yeah. other high school experience. <laughs> yeah, is yeah, it's very specific. Anytime I talk to anyone outside of like West LA, they're like, "Where did you go? What did? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" So did the cheerleader date the quarterback? And you're like, "We didn't, <laughs> have, we didn't cheerleaders. have cheerleaders." <laughs> and our quarterback was a photography major. <laughs> he went on to be a studio artist. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, um, yeah. So, oh, so, yeah, I listened to a lot of Johnny Cash because uh, I had a deep voice, like, pretty early on. Yeah. Even though I, they made me sing up every time. Mm. Uh, I just confronted John about that today. John, oh. if you're listening. <laughs> um, but, so, I, <laughs> they made me sing up because it was like, you know, any part in any show that's, like, an all formidable is, like, a high... Yeah. Uh, you know, there aren't so like, many good the baritone-based parts. No, there aren't. I really liked... I feel like Officer Lockstock in Urinetown is the only one. Probably. I didn't see Urinetown. You didn't see our famous production of Urinetown that we took to Scotland? <laughs> no, I didn't. It was a big regret. I usually yeah, don't man. tell people. I usually just, like, go with it. Anytime that. people are like, Urinetown, I'm like, yeah! Yeah. Yeah, just like Kyle. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, you know, we, like, we, uh, yeah, we go way back. I was just, I thought you were, like, the coolest because so, I should. And I always had shotgun in your car. <laughs> That's right. You did always have shotgun in my car, and there yeah. was a, oh, there was a, a incident a where, incident where <laughs> uh, it was like one of the most baller things I've ever done in yes, my life. You, you got some real street cred in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the crowning moment of my high school career. Yeah. When uh, we were going to like your last cast party. Yeah. Like before you graduated. Oh, and I talked about this on the first episode, like. Really? How, like, the reason why I call it side kickback is I love the idea of kickback. I love the idea of, like, talking until, you know, the wee hours in the morning. Right. And you were a part of that. You were part of the... Yes. I was on You know, the cast dinners and, you know... All that you, stuff. So it. you can vouch for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where <laughs> like, it was, like, I two mean, in the morning on a weeknight. We're like, well, we're in a show, so classes don't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, so anyway, well, we were supposed to go to this... Yeah, we were supposed to go to either Jerry's or Swingers or North. No, this was for the party. Oh, this, this is for, is for the, the cast party. This the, is the, your last the hurrah, cast party. And we this were excused like big, from the first two periods. Right. Uh, but I... <laughs> so it was... I always had shotgun in your car. And it was your last party. And I was like super like bummed and like emotional God, about that's it. that's so funny that looking back like that's an honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, be, oh, yeah. to ride shotgun with me oh, to a cast was. party. Uh, but so this Ugh. kid... <laughs> I, yeah, this kid like got into... And this kid had been like kind of getting on my nerves. And the tall show, <laughs> and he got into your car in shotgun, and he was like, and didn't call it, didn't call it, but just got it. Mm. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know the deal, <laughs> <laughs> but I sit in the front of Andrew's car. And he was like, uh, no, I got, I sat here first, and I'm like, you should get out, you should get get out of the car. And he was like, no, I'm just gonna stay in the shotgun. I was like, you should really get out of the shotgun. And he was like, no, and I'm like, get out of the. Sh-. And then it culminated in. Me <laughs> hulking out of my white t-shirt. You grabbed just, your t-shirt and just ripped it, ripped it in, in half just right <laughs> off my body. In a, I can't do that. Like, I literally, I've tried to replicate it and I can't. It was like that strength that, like, moms get when their kid's stuck under a car. <laughs> 
I am so like, honored that I in, you, I caused that. that yeah, I was just like, get in the back. You're getting in the back of the and car. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And got in the back seat, and I sat there for like the ten minute car ride. <laughs> and then <laughs> I didn't have a shirt, so I just had an open tattered shirt for like the whole night. Oh my god! You know what? There there was always shenanigans with clothing in our cast parties. I think yeah. for the cabaret cast party. I, someone brought chocolate cigars, like cigars made out of chocolate, and I put yeah. it in my pocket, and it melted and just smeared all over me, so I had to, <laughs> I had to go into my trunk, into the trunk of my car and get my, like, lacrosse sweats, oh. which smelled terrible. Because they're lacrosse sweats. They were lacrosse sweats. Um, For those of you who don't know, listening, Andrew is very sporty. <laughs> Sometimes. He's wearing a viewpoint lacrosse sweater. Although, right some of you who do know me also know that I do not go to the gym whatsoever. <laughs> That's true. You're a very contradictory person. I am. <laughs> uh, but when I go, I go hard. You go real hard. And I'm not talking about to the gym. I'm talking about like, when I play lacrosse or play soccer. Just go. <laughs> just go. Yeah. But anyway, so I had chocolate all over my clothes, had to change into my lacrosse yep. sweats. And finish That's the night in my crosswords. And then you had this incident with your shirt. Ugh, which was great. Good times. And you, we were just telling the story all the time. Yeah. Even though the guy who I did it to was just sitting there the whole time. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy, I just ripped my shirt from him. He got in the back seat. This was like, guy. This guy. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that all your questions? Do you have any um, more fun questions? <laughs> I did have a note on here, like, you grew up in the Palisades. And the only reason why I bring that up is because your family is kind of well known for your 4th of July celebrations, yeah. particularly your homemade ice cream. That's true. And I just find that really funny that, like, you got a shout out. Was it the LA Times? Yeah. Yeah, it was the... No, no, no. It was not the LA Times. What am I talking about? It was the Palisadium Post. Let's be oh, honest. Okay. It's the Palisadium Post. In my mind, I was like, I this wish. is the LA Times. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like someone from the Palisadium Post was like, what a scoop. Ice cream served at party. You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> extra, extra, extra. I have a bone to pick with the Palisadium Post. Oh. I'm going to call them out right here. This episode show. not sponsored by the Palisadium Post. <laughs> no, because they, I remember the big part of my childhood, there was like a... Uh, empty cop car parked in the Palisades because like there's not crime in the Palisades but they parked an empty cop car to deter any crime from happening it was just there no cops were in it no cops were around but you always assumed it was like oh they're getting lunch or whatever so they're around uh-huh. and uh, it turned out there weren't and the Palisadian some reporter at the Palisadian Post was like I'm gonna bust this story wide open and he made an, <laughs> a headline article like front page that was just like there are no cops in the Palisades and there were like six bank robberies after that oh, in the Palisades God. because they Power knew the there were no cops. Oh, yeah, like these robbers were just watching or reading the Palisadian Post, like, yes, let's do it. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the reporter is also the burglar. Apparently, it was old timey bank. Ro- You're really <laughs> I, I only an old timey guy. I have two characters. One <laughs> is a gruff cowboy, <laughs> and then one is an old timey bank robber slash reporter. Yeah. And if anybody goes to any costume parties, you know what Nick will be dressed up as. <laughs> I will be one of those. One yeah. of those two. Yeah. That's my whole deal. Yeah. Um, oh, and I also have a note here that you have a new job at the bakery. Yeah. So I'm going to... A big plug. <laughs> real plug to Cookie Good on uh, 26th and Wilshire in Santa Monica. It's a new cookie store. And it's great. My friend... My family friend's own it uh the Cantors of Cantor's Deli fame but they're like grandchildren uh-huh. and um 
they uh, have like the best cookies ever. And I've been trying so hard to get into shape. And then I now am working like a full time job at this bakery with cookies <laughs> everywhere. And our like protocol is to eat cookies when they break. And it's so hard to not eat. Is that like cookies. in your contract? Like if a cookie breaks? Well, it's not in like a contract, but they, they were like, hey, if it breaks, don't throw it out. You should eat it. Or I like, put it in this bowl where, and then eat it later. It's, oh. Yeah. So I, it's so hard not to, because they're so good. I yeah. mean, there's like a cornflakes or a frosted flakes cookie, and there's a s'mores cookie. I got the butane torch, the marshmallows Whoa. on top of the s'mores cookie. Unreal! It was so cool. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I've just been doing like deliveries and stuff for them. So if you see me, <laughs> I'll be wearing a cookie good T-shirt and a backwards hat, <laughs> driving in a jeep that says "Dude Ham" on it. <laughs> You'll know me when you see me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yeah, so that's yeah. Is this is are we gonna? Is there a natural conclusion to this? Or Not do, really. It's is, just, do you have a fun button? Kind of. We talked. We talked about it in, in the second. Of, I, for some reason, at the end of the first episode, I like. There's this continuous search for a button because it's yeah. like, what? How do you? That's not good on. enough, and that's not good enough. Right. And then I ended up with, said kickback radio. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like with the karate. <laughs> with the karate chop. Do can do? Does the guest get to say it? Sure, yeah. Do I get to say it? Yeah, but I mean, I, let me check, because this is, I mean, this is the end of it. Okay, well. So is there anything you want to add? So, I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, Twitter handles. Twitter handle is at Nick underscore L underscore Williams. Okay. On Twitter. Uh, and Sasquatch. Sasquatch Comedy on YouTube. Uh, we're coming up to our, our year, uh, our one year, which will be a big fun sketch that will have a bunch of characters in it. And um, we're do- on Christmas. We're releasing a Christmas sketch that is great. Nice. I wrote it, and I'm really proud of it. Um, and yeah, we've been doing a lot of great stuff, and I'm really yeah. proud of it. So go check it out on YouTube uh, or Funny or Die, but pro- you preferably YouTube because yeah. uh, that's where we <laughs> count most of our views. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Sasquatch comedy. And a Facebook fan page? You guys have that? And... Yes, there's a fan page on Facebook, Sasquatch Sketch Comedy. Um, and it's youtube.com back. Is it backslash? YouTube.com oh. slash. slash Sasquatch Sketch. That's the gotcha. URL. The URL. The URL. URL. So, uh, do you have anything else to plug? Yeah. Or... Uh, Sasquatch Comedy is having a live show at the Westside Comedy Theater on 3rd Street. And uh, it's on February 13th, and it's going to be big. It's going to be real fun. Do you have a website for it? That, Not for buying, the show. Are we people don't... buying tickets? or? Uh, I think you can buy tickets at the door. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Listen, it's what if people show up? <laughs> I doubt. Look, we're not getting sold out. Is, so there's no way. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's low expectations. There, people don't trust YouTube comedians. <laughs> Especially uh, stand ups. Stand ups. And Danny is a stand up, but he doesn't trust YouTube comedians either. So it's a hard balance. <laughs> and he is one. And he is, he is both. He, he's like Ghost Rider. He walks in both worlds. <laughs> oh, wow. Deep cut. Deep. All right. Well, yeah. So February 13th, Westside Comedy Theater, Sasquatch. Check it out. We'll be posting on the web, fan, uh, Facebook webpage.
Yeah. yeah. Wait, so what was that button again? What, what, do oh, well, I do it. I, can, am I allowed to plug my stuff? Yeah, plug it. Plug it. <laughs> no. no. I just, I just wanted um, to remember. Well, I just want to thank everybody again for their support. And, you know, people keep coming up to me and be like, digging the podcast. And, you know, it's, it's great that people are listening. So thank you for listening. And um, follow me on Twitter at SidekickBack and at Andrew Fromer and the fan pages, Sidekickback Radio and Andrew Fromer. And happy holidays, everyone. And uh, to reiterate, it. plugs for basically <laughs> Carlos Alves Rocky, <laughs> uh, uh, Windward High School, um, what is cookie, that? It? Cookie good. Cookie good. Were there more? There are probably more. Comments. Mina, on the Mina Nevada. Mina and Nevada. The big shout out to the gas station at Mina Nevada <laughs> yeah. and the Elko Cowboy Poetry Gathering. Yeah. And uh, what was it? So what was about? Oh, it was, was the. It was like Psychic Back Radio. All right, can I do like a remix on it? Yeah. Alright, so you ready? This is gonna be the button. Okay. <clears throat> Sad kickback radio. Yeah! Is that good? How's that? Is that good?